0: Greetings and welcome to another an ongoing series of Shireman and Daf Yomi. We are now in Masachet Nudarim, Daf Mem Zayin Amur Aleph. We just completed in the previous podcast our opening assessment of the first three Mishnayot and discussing the last of those three Mishnayot, where a person bans someone else's house and we distinguish between Beit and Bayit Zed. And then Avimi's question, questioning whether there was the same distinction that would apply if a person banned his own house on somebody else uh and that it would um, be maintained even though that person um, the owner was no longer the owner. Um, and the question is whether Adam Ser de Varsha Birchut does the Isur prolong. And the conclusion was that indeed it does. Uh we then move on to a somewhat related discussion. Tanan hatam. We have uh, later on in Parak Zion a Mishnah, which states uh, that konam perot elu alai. If a person bans particular fruit um, on himself, konam hain alpi, konam hem These are different versions of valid konam. Asur so the Mishnah rules that he is not allowed to have that which the fruit is exchanged for, so if you banned fruit and then someone sold the fruit and with those for those fruit he got money, the man's not allowed to benefit from that money. Uvigi do Meaning that if those that fruit was planted and then the result was another plant, another fruit, he's not allowed to benefit from that either. Now that's the ruling. Bayurami Barchama Amarkon Peruta ilu al now we're taking somewhat of a similar approach that Avimi took to questioning the Mishnah to that Mishnah. Rambam said as follows: If a person says, "I am banning this fruit on somebody else," means my fruit on somebody else, ma'uvichilufehen, can plony benefit from the exchange? In other words, we are comfortable saying that the um, that that which grows from the fruit is similar. Question is: Is chilufehen The same. And he presents the question in the following terms. Um, in In the context of himself, since he's able to ban his friend's stuff on himself. Adam also la, 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 he can also ban that which has not yet come into existence. Meaning, the exchanged item, which has not yet come into existence, or the Gidulim, he can ban on himself. Gabi <speaking in Hebrew> Khavero, but relative to your friend, <speaking in Hebrew> since you cannot ban somebody else's stuff on himself, Adam Devar therefore perhaps you cannot ban that which is... Um, which is um, not yet existent on your fellow, on the other fellow. Um, so let's see how, how it's... Uh, that, that's possibility one. Odilma, <coughs> the other possibility is... <speaking> Perhaps if we regard Chilufin as being parallel to Gidulin, then it doesn't matter whether it's you or your friend. Meaning as follows. Do we look at Chilufin and Gidulin as being two parallel prohibitions or one essential prohibition? If we say as follows, when I ban fruit on myself, I am banning the fruit and anything that they evolve into, or anything that they produce, which is anything they're exchanged for and anything that they develop into. In which case, just like if I ban my fruit on you, similarly what they evolve into is banned on you, which would include the exchange or do we say that Chiluf and Gidulin are really two parallel isurim? One of them is what the fruit develops into, and the other is what the fruit, the proceeds of the fruit. And those are two separate things. Because when I ban this fruit on you, I mean this fruit, and anything this fruit's going to evolve into, that's the Gidulin. But the Chilufin are not necessarily included. So which is it? So we can learn it from the following. If a man bans getting benefit from his own wife, Love Bain he can borrow money and then uh creditors can come and collect from her. why can they collect from her? dami, isn't it because this is now an exchange? And the exchange is not the same as the as the uh, item itself, which means chilufin are not the same as Gidulin. So doesn't that prove that if I say you cannot benefit from this fruit of mine but then someone else takes that fruit and sells it. That money is uh, is available to benefit. So No, perhaps you're not allowed to lechatchila, in that case, borrow. But if you did borrow, then this is the way to solve it. Meaning, maybe chilufin are sort of a safek. And therefore, we don't know whether or not it is... Uh, therefore, lechatchila, we say, you may not benefit from the uh um, the khilufin, but the avad, if you did it's you're not liable. Ella Toshmach, try from here. Makadesh but Orla, if there's a Mishnah in Kiddushin, if you uh give a woman Orla fruit as uh Kessa for Kiddushin, it's invalid. And in a M-kudeshet. Why? Because Orla is Israhana. You don't really have any ownership over it. Machran Mukadesh be but let's say you sold Orla, which you're not allowed to do, and now you have the money and you use that money to be Makadesh, Hariz Mukudesh, that's valid. Uh, so we see that chilufin are not kigidulin, because if you took orla and planted it, and stuff came out, it would certainly be orla. hachanami lechatchilahu <laughs> delo, well, v'yavad avad. There again, we're just talking about if you gave kidushin, it's valid. But we don't know that lechatchila, you may use it, which means that if you ban fruit on somebody, and that fruit is sold, the proceeds lechatchila are banned to him. But avad, we're not going to hold him liable for doing it, because it's unclear. Now, the next Mishnah, Mishnah Dalad, Hareni Alecha cherem. The Mishnah deals with the way we interpret language. Hareni Alecha cherem. If A says to B, I am Cherim to you, what does that mean? Hamudar Asur. So in other words, Hareni Allah Cherim means I am banned to you. So that means the one he's speaking to is Asur to him. So this is now, in our case, B. Speaking to A, you are cherem to me. Hanodar Asur. Then B is banned from A. That's very simple. Hareyat if, if he says, I'm banned to you and you're banned to me. They banned each other, basically. They're both banned. Shnei asurin. They're both allowed to benefit from something which belongs to the public. Olay Bavel really means those who come up from Bavel to Shalayim, but that's as, as an example, as we'll see. So they're allowed to benefit from something which belongs to the public, bavel, but they're not allowed to benefit from anything which is a municipal thing, which they both, they both have a claim on because they're members of the same city. What is a an example of a national institution? Good. The courtyards of the mikdash, or a cistern that is set up in the middle of the road for people for wayfarers. What we would call a rest area. So what are things that are municipal and therefore they cannot benefit from? The street or the plaza, the bathhouse, the bathhouse, and the shul, the Aaron and the Sifre Torah. Those are all co-joined. Now, this phrase is very strange, so I'll immediately jump to the way the Gemara interprets it. What it means is that if someone signs over their portion in the municipal ownership to the governor, then it's okay then the other person may benefit. Rabbi Yuda says it doesn't matter whether you sign over to the governor, you can sign it over to just another person. So why did the rabbi specifically mention Nasi? So what's the difference between them? If you sign over to the governor, you don't have to make a kinyan. But if you sign over to somebody else, you do have to make a kinyan. Because the governor has a position where the rabbis were miyapes koach, they gave him extra powers, So that if somebody wants to sign over their uh, portion to them, they don't have to make a kinyan. And the Chacham said, in both cases you have to make a kinyan. Which then raised the question, why did you mention the Nasi? They mentioned the Nasi because that's the common way to do things. He said the people in the Galil do not need to sign their stuff over. Why? Their ancestors already signed everything over for them, so anything that they build together automatically belongs to the government and not to them. Now, we'll see why in a moment. The Gemara asks, on um, my the, the, the question they're asking is about Kotev Chalcom Anasi, why is that Asur? So I'm right, because they're, Prefiguring their 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 pre the answer that we already gave, what the Kotev means. And this is what it means. And what's the solution? Good. Skip the parentheses, uh, because that's just a, clearly a quote from the Mishnah. So at the end of the Mishnah, Behuda said, people in Galil do not need to make a Kinyan, because they already don't own it. Tan Rabbi we have an explication in the Bright An Galil kantranin hayu, they were uh, they were um, belligerent and bellicose, and they would fight with each other. Vayinodrin hanah zemizeda, you and I have it. They would take an Isra hanah. There would be no duhana on a regular basis. So what happened uh, every time? The whole town came to a standstill. Nobody could use any of the public areas. So their, their parents came and they, in, the, the, in those, the elders signed everything that they owned over to the nasi and that was in perpetuity and therefore it doesn't need to be done again. Okay, uh, we will continue, Ritz Hashem, um with the next Mishnah, uh, in, in, uh, in the next year. And we'll uh, complete our study of Perak Hamishi, uh in that podcast. Everyone should have a wonderful day.